LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. Hey, everybody. Before we jump into Ask Me Anything for today, I want to tell you about a company named Belay. You know, no matter how many people that you have on staff at your church, whether there's a few or a lot, there's only so much that you can accomplish in a day, right? Your church exists to serve your community. So the mission of your church and its staff is to reach as many people as you can. That's why productivity is not just a, a business practice. It's essential. It's essential in, in being the best steward of your time that you can be and to use the most of your church's resources in being successful in the things God has called you to. Thankfully, our friends at Belay know this really well. Belay, an innovative staffing solution with over 10 years of experience serving churches, has successfully matched thousands of organizations with part-time virtual assistants, bookkeepers, and social media strategists. You, you thought, you know, I, I need somebody, but just not, not, not for the whole time. Well, they're your partner for this. That's why they're offering our listeners a free download of their resource, Church Leaders, Essential Strategies to Unleash Productivity. Let Belay help your church live its mission in your community by helping you juggle less and accomplish more. Just go to Belay, that's B-E-L-A-Y, solutions.com slash Lifeway for your free download. And now I hope you enjoy Ask Me Anything. Everybody, welcome to Ask Me Anything. I'm Matt Love. I'm here with Pastor J.D. Greer. And I'm not Matt Love. Yes. I've actually realized I do that intro exactly the same. I'm trying to switch up my cadence a little bit. It, so, it's, yeah, you look different. Yeah. I appreciate the outfit you yeah, wear Yeah, ex- exactly. So I wish people could see that. It is what it is. J.D., gotta, this is a big one. <laughs> what is the best Bible translation? Mm. And, and what's the difference? And before you answer... I understand that, J.D., you grew up in a Bible-believing, sin-hating, soul-winning, tie-wearing, KJV-only Baptist church. Bless God. Bless God. Well, um, I did grow up in a church that only used the KJV. Okay. Um, but our church was not a classic KJV-only. We're like, you might as well sell your soul to Satan, get the mark of the beast <laughs> if you're going to use that. Um, but I will say a lot of our friends were like that. A okay. lot of sister churches that we fellowshiped with and yes. even where I went to school for a while was a little bit in that category we had our like I mean our songs you know like um I dare not trust the NIV but holy lean on KJV the NAS <laughs> it is a mess but old King James he wrote I mean we, we had all those things I mean it was new from summit worship new from summit worship <laughs> <laughs> and uh and I memorized I mean even today it's kind of funny when I'm up there you know in front of the summit church and I start quoting a verse I will nine out of ten times quote it in the KJV yeah and a lot of times it leads to even some funny looks because I'll say like wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way and people are like oh, where what's a wherewithal is that like a white shirt or like no it's a KJV word that just meant something important is about to be said um you know so yeah so I, let's just state the obvious. I'm not a King James only uh, uh, person. You know, there is, uh, there was a sense that that some KJV people had that God re-inspired this, yeah. like set of manuscripts and the English translation of it in 1611, you know, or whatever 1635 uh, later version of it. That um, which I don't. There's no biblical evidence for that at all. I mean, really, the King James comes off. Of, it, it's a question um, sometimes when there's a sometimes with translations, there's a difference in which text they lean toward yeah. original. Um, some people prefer to lean toward the older texts 
and some people prefer to lean toward the majority of text yep. taken over you know, five or 600 years. Um, by the way, when we say that, we're not talking about major substantive, like is the book of Ruth in the Bible or, yeah. um, you know, what is the nature of, you know, nature of Jesus? Is he God? We're talking usually about uh, it's word order. Sometimes it's the um, minor words that are put in there. I mean, occasionally there's a detail that's left in or out, you know, of those things, but nothing that you would say is substantive or changes the faith. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so most um, translations today kind of opt more for the majority um, text and that was where the, the King James was, was different. Um, you know, so you ask, all right, what's, what's the difference? Maybe that's the best place to start before yeah. I say what my, my, what I think the best is. Um, you know, the difference is whenever you translate something from an, the original language, there's always a little bit of interpretation that's going on because if you, the more literal you go, what some people call a transliteration, the more precise it is to the original, but the more difficult it is sometimes to understand it exactly because um, there's all kinds of i mean how the, the words they use how what the order they put them in to yes. say something is different than how we do it in english and then there's little like idioms like i remember um if you go to a, a really tight translation like a transliteration it's things like in the old testament it'll say something like so-and-so was covering his feet and you're like what is it like what what's the relevance but yeah. it just means he was going to the bathroom <laughs> so the literal thing is cover the feet, but then, you know, going to the bathroom is a better way to communicate that. So um, different translations will lean toward more precise or more interpretive, you know, yes. and, and some of the more interpretive ones will argue that they are more accurate because they know what the they know what the author, because they've studied the language enough, was really trying to communicate, and they think yes. it's better communicated that way. Um, but basically, on the one end, what I was is a little bit more on the precise side. That's where you can have your um, your New American Standard, your ESV, your KJV, uh, New King James, um, you know, uh, CSB. Uh, those are, are, are lean more toward that side. And the advantage you get is you feel a little bit more confident that you're seeing a little closer to what the author originally meant, even as sometimes the way these Bibles say things, you're yeah. like, that's not exactly the way I might say it if I were just going to say it. You know, it doesn't today. always. It, when you read it, it doesn't always sound as natural. Like, oh, this is the order we would put words and phrases in if we were writing right. something like exactly. But the flip side of that is you get a little bit closer to. Yes. Um, nobody just translates it word for word from the because you wouldn't even be able to understand it yeah. because of how they say things. And I, I just one more thing I'll say here is there's a that's a level of importance because anytime you translate, you interpret. And there's been whole things that have come off of like different translations of words. For example, um, Martin Luther, part of the Reformation was built on him insisting that the Greek word metanoia was not translated penance, which is how um, Jerome had translated it for a thousand years. Um, you know, the manuscripts based on what he did was and penance meant, you know, essentially that you were making up for what you did. Yeah. Whereas repentance just meant a change of heart and mind. And, um, that's an important, yes. a, a, a hugely important. And so the accuracy is important, but anyway, so getting back to the transliteration versus think of like the CSB or ESV as reading a sentence and then thinking, what's the best way to translate the sentence into English? and then translating it that way. So I kind of think of it a little bit simplistically, but sentence by sentence. NIV goes a step beyond that. Let's call that a translation, um, not a transliteration, where a translation where I think of it like paragraph by paragraph. They're reading kind of a whole little paragraph thing. What's the big idea of this paragraph? And then they rewrite the paragraph. All right, 
beyond that, you've got more um, like the message and some yeah. of those that are like they sometimes they go by the term paraphrase. And I think of it as like um, they read a page yeah. in the Greek, went away, had a cup of coffee, came back and wrote down what they remembered from that <laughs> from that page. That's probably a little bit unkind, but you're you're low on the degree of correlation to the original text, but it's high on the, let me tell you what I think it means. Well, can I ask a quick question there? Because yeah. I know you have some other stuff to share, but I think the message is a great example where some people feel like tension or uncertainty is like, am I allowed to use the message when I study the Bible? So yeah. like, what would you say? I have before, but I always recognize that there's a lot of human that has been mixed in with the originally inspired inerrant words of God. And I've just got to be aware of that. Mm. And it means that I should always be checking that with more literal translations and commentaries. You know, I'm all for studying the original Greek and Hebrew, knowing that for the average listener, that probably is not realistic. Yep. Um, we have the amount of commentaries and different translations that just by comparing a few of them, you can usually get at like, okay, this is what was being yeah. being said. That's so good. I think something like the message is fine, but you almost put that in a category of I'm hearing somebody tell me what they think the Bible meant by that. Yeah. And sometimes I'm like, well, I want to go back and actually see what James said in the Bible before I, I just take your interpretation of it. So, but yes, I have used it and you know would use it again. Um, so what's my favorite one? Well, currently, you know, in fact, our, our church uses the, the CSB. Um, it is one of the more literal translations. I do feel like they did a, a good job on readability. Um, before that, we used the ESV. And before that, I used the New King James Version. Yep. Um, I tend to quote more in the New King James Version. Um, I'd say our church is kind of split between ESV and CSB. We've, yeah, we're we're more formalizing right now our, our use of the CSB just because we want to kind of all get where when we say, take out your Bible, yep. everybody's like, oh, we're reading you know, from the same thing. A lot of people I've found um, like the readability of the CSB even more than the ESV, which was a little surprising. Um, they're both great translations. They're both very faithful. They'll also they'll kind of acknowledge in the the footnotes, mm -hmm. I guess, yeah. when the text disagree and a word or two is in one set of text and it's in the original manuscripts and not in the current one. So I don't I think you you won't go wrong with either one of those. The NASB was a great translation. I just feel like when the translators they forgot people were going to read it, <laughs> and so it's like really good for Bible study and not great for reading. So that's good. Anyway. Uh, so what, what about the flip side? Is there any that you would just tell people? Because I think that's, I, I like that, that there's, there are a few that are helpful for different reasons, but are there any that you would tell people, man, these might be better to avoid? Well, one you already asked about, if you use the message of the Living Bible, just make sure you do it with the right understanding of what it is. Yeah. Uh, there, there's the NRSV, which was, ha has a little bit of agenda in it. So they're, 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 for example, they're always using gender inclusive language because the, the editors don't believe in a complementarian structure of how God created gender. Um, they will also, like, if you look at Isaiah 7, 14, um, where, you know, that's where Isaiah prophesies that, a, that the, the Messiah will be born to a virgin. Mm. It changes it to young woman, mm. which, you know, there is a version of that word that could mean young woman, but they kind of interpret it and say, well, we don't really want to emphasize yeah. the virgin birth. We just want to. And so I'm always a little nervous about those because they just seem to be more agenda written than um, for a while. The TNIV was in that category. Like they, every time it said mankind, which is what it says in Greek and Hebrew, they changed it to humankind because they thought that was more gender inclusive. That's not the worst thing in the world, but I, I kind of prefer in that situation to see a little bit closer to how how God said it and how he expressed it yep. um, than than to have that 
kind of well, I think what you were saying politically there with the, correct the agenda being a element of it versus just trying to say what right. Do we, find we all have agendas. I get that, but I, I just those are the ones I get most nervous about. Yeah, because yeah. I feel like the agenda they have is not the agenda that I think I resonate with and that I think God yeah. has. Well, J.D., that's really helpful. Obviously, we're a LifeWay podcast, so I think we're contractually obligated to suggest that people get the CSB, but I don't know how that works. That's not um, why I said that, I, but whatever, touche. We get we get, a, we get 10 cents every time you buy one on the LifeWay website. Just a joke. All right. Um, if you've enjoyed this podcast and you want to hear from more from Pastor J.D., you can follow him on social media, or you can tune into the Summit to Summit Life with Pastor J.D. Um, it's a 25-minute program where he shares... Uh, biblical truths in a longer format it airs on hundreds of radio stations but if you're listening to this as a podcast it is also a podcast and you can probably find it right where you're listening to this and you should check it out also if you get a chance go ahead and uh, give us a a review and a rating Uh, if you enjoy this podcast those just help other people see them and connect with them as well we're so glad you joined us today and we will see you next time on ask me anything